What's up, everybody? Welcome back to at least initially a Patreon episode, and I might throw it at the end of an upcoming NerdRage episode if I have a NerdRage episode that ends up being a little shorter. Oh, boy, am I looking forward to this. Um, we are going to talk about the Episode 9 leaks. They are pretty much... Now they're fairly extensive. Uh, there's only a few kind of elements I feel like that are missing. Joining me today is not uh, the usual kind of suspects. Joining me today is Tyler the Collector. What's going on, everybody? You might know him from Enter the Realm on Monday nights, as well as he was on the Skull Affair. He was on the Nerd Rage 200. He's a uh, he actually, yeah, and he also helped with my bathroom. So I'll, I'll never forget that as well <laughs> from now on. Uh, but um, uh, and then also I, I want to introduce this next gentleman. This is the first time that you're hearing him, kind of in the cool table, so to speak. But um, you, you've heard me speak about this guy. This is the guy that's been helping me behind the scenes that I am very appreciative of. And uh, only thing I have to give him is a shout out. Unfortunately, I would like to do a lot more for him. Uh, he's been gathering information. He gathers news. He gathers little um like tidbits of information like the the cypher diaz video that i did he laid out all of that i just had to like fluff it up and that's kind of how he how he presents all the information to me uh andy from ireland how y'all doing very and, flattering oh please andy you're 21 i'm 21 and you're i'm a young and you're irish wow yep i am god knows how many thousand miles away how many kids how many kids do you have I don't have any kids. You, <laughs> I don't have any kids. I am the eldest of oh, man. You're not four real. others. I thought you were real Irish. <laughs> you, know, you thought I was married and, and had like kids and yeah. working a pub or picking yeah. a potato field or some shit. I got, Ir- I got Irish in my family and I'll tell you, um, uh, many people, I feel like uh, couples around the world dread when uh, their significant other hits the the time of the, the you know the monthly cycle area where you know just part of life. It's celebrated here. It's a celebration here. Like we we dodged a bullet one more month. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a bit of a party. I think it's a celebration everywhere, but um, I don't think that's unique to America. Oh no, because I feel like I feel like people are like, oh man, she's on her period. That's gonna be she's gonna be moody. It's just gonna be you know, there's no passion. There's gonna you know this and that. And I'm like, yeah, we did it again. I knew getting <laughs> I knew getting drunk before each session was a good idea. Um, anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> Dude, I, I, it doesn't matter. Oh, the, yeah. Oh. Um. So, uh, let's let's move into this. So we're gonna go through this. Andy has laid this out for me. I'm gonna be doing a series of videos on this uh, eventually, but it's gonna take me so long to uh, to do this because it's so much that I figured we'd give the Nerd Rage folks something to hold them over, especially since uh, Adam's not there to kind of discuss it with me, and nobody wants to discuss spoilers with me. So, all right. So these sources for these leaks we should talk about this too and greg and i spoke about it recently but they're coming from three sources making star wars jedi paxis on reddit i feel like mainly and uh bespin bulletin which is on instagram and they're all kind of working together and they're all kind of getting similar information and they're they're uh they seem to have different leaks because not everything lines up but it's all similar so Let's begin. The film will... Are you ready? Oh, sorry. I'm so excited, dude. All right. The film will open with two masked individuals. Oh, wait, you know what? Real quick, just in case the title didn't warn you, this is nothing (laughs) but spoilers. 
I can't believe you have to say that. The four minutes and four seconds you just heard is the only part of this that won't be spoilers. So uh, click off now if you don't want to hear it. Uh, The film will open with two masked individuals practicing lightsaber combat. According to MakingStarWars.net, the two are helmeted. One of them, clearly the teacher, suddenly stops, removing his helmet to reveal a Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker, asking Leia, the other combatant, what's wrong. Luke senses a change in Leia, who informs him of her plans to give up her training, owning to the coming birth of her son. Placing this scene sometime under one year after... Uh, the Battle of Endor. We then hear Ray's voice shouting Master Leia, which cuts to the current time period, revealing the flashback to have been in Leia's head. Leia has apparently taken on the mantle of training Ray at the Resistance new base on a forest world. According to Bespin Bulletin, Ray is meditating, floating with her legs crossed, much like Luke in The Last Jedi. She apparently grows frustrated, asking Leia to allow her to do something more physical, which is the lightsaber training sequence we see in the trailer. Let's stop there. How do we feel about all that? I feel very good about it. I, so I love I this. I think it sounds interesting. Yeah, I, I think it sounds good. But Tyler, I feel like Tyler's going to be the contrarian. He's often the contrarian. So what does Tyler have? <laughs> uh, I can't be the contrarian. Um, I find it interesting that they're helmeted to kind of start with. I'm guessing that. Well, from what for... I read, Go ahead. Taken off, it's because it's kind of revealed. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The scene plays out for 20 or 30 seconds and the audience, because this came from a couple of different sources, but mainly I think it was making Star Wars. Um, they said that it plays out for maybe 20 or 30 seconds and you're kind of like, oh, who are these? And then they pull off the mask and it's like, oh, shit. That's kind of the idea as far as I know. Right. Mm-hmm. The helmets are really just there to have the reveal moment. Yeah. yeah. So, and, 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 purpose. Yeah. And I'm, a, and, you know, I'm assuming we're going get to get more de-aged, right? So mm-hmm. kind of curious how that how that's going to look. It's been a little inconsistent from movie to movie. <clears throat> well, so, I, I, so let me say this because I think that's a good point, and it's a matter of contention sometimes. So we, we, we praise – it's the same company behind all this shit, right? It's all fucking ILM. So we praise them with Marvel, but we're, we're more critical of them with Tarkin and Leia. But I don't feel like they de-aged Leia in – uh, in Rogue One, and they didn't dear age Tarkin because he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, they're not going to be de aging Leia in this one either, right? That's just the cold truth of it. Um, like properly, but they will be de aging Hamill. So, I expect Hamill to be well done and Leia to be good enough. Is my expectation. Well. And I mean, the, all right. So don't get me wrong. Like Leia and Rogue One was good, but it looked like something out of a Star Wars video game. Like something just wasn't. There's just quite something. Right. There's something slightly off. It's it's like it's just yeah. one of those things. Where your sub, your subconscious brain tells you this isn't human. She looked like one of those statues or one of those wax figures out of Madame Two Souls. You know where they're like ninety percent there. Yeah. Like it's clearly who it's, but it's clearly who it's meant to be. But like, there's something not right when you get a photo. That's how it looked. I remember when I saw that in the theater. I said, "Oh fuck!" out loud. I didn't think it looked very. So, uh, so, in the, so I, I suspend disbelief with it. It works fine for me. I think Tarkin looks great. Um, I, th- I agree. I think Tarkin looks incredible. Well, okay, I agree with you, but I think you all you also have more to work with there with the age and you know age spots and every, everything else yeah maybe yeah, maybe you might be true. right there uh, but okay so th- th- this is 
I think that it'll be nice to see a training session between Luke and Leia just for kind of like getting to see it, you know? And then I think juxtaposing that with Leia kind of picking up Ray's training, like where Luke left off to the best of her ability, that shit, that works for me. Well, I think it'll help uh, alleviate some of the tension out of episode eight where she like force pulls herself back into the ship too. Mm-hmm. I was about to make the same so, point. Yeah, so so you're so we're lending some credibility to how strong she actually is in the force, and then doesn't her where is it that she insinuates that she's got a lightsaber or something in the desk? I don't know. I don't know about the desk. Her having a lightsaber is. I mean, look, we're going into spoilers anyway, but her yeah. having a lightsaber is definitely a part of this. Movie. Yeah, and we're gonna. Like yes, and we're gonna get into that. But I, I and I also like like we hear like this is this training session is on indoor, and I've heard that the training session with Ray and Leia might be on Yavin. Which yeah, is the, okay. the name of the planet I could not find it for hell. Like, there's a lot of speculation about right. it being Yavin or maybe indoor, but. There's, there doesn't seem to be a concrete name, which I found interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if it is just Yavin, especially right. with it being, you know, the pl- final planned movie of right. this saga. Right. Um, well, well, we saw. No, I was gonna say we saw glimpses of the of this in that D twenty three, right? Like mm-hmm. where the lightsabers flying through the forest and like cuts the tree. So yes. like, so what we have seen of it, like the sequence looks good. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I like I like the idea, like all of it so far. I'm 100% on board, and it even gave me this Luke uh, and Leia training session that um, I didn't think I'd ever see. You know what I mean? Like, that to me is a Mm -hmm. bonus. And when Greg and I spoke about it uh, for our Patreon thing recently, we were here, at that time, we were hearing conflicting information. We were hearing it opens with a Rey and Leia scene, and we were also heard heard that it opens with a Rey and Luke scene. But now, as it's kind of more and more is coming out, it makes more sense that it's like, it's yes, the answer is both. Well, and it like to me, it's it makes end of eight that that much better too. Yeah, no, definitely. And I says another thing, man. Like I don't know what it is about Star Wars, but people forget that it's that it's part two of a story. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. know, it, it shit pisses me off. But that's 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 a conversation for another day. Um, so let's continue. We then cut back to the current. Oh, I was gonna get it over there. Meanwhile, a still-conflicted Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has been searching for a dark power. He believes was connected to Snoke in some way, much to the chagrin of General Hux and Pride, who see it as a waste of time and resources. On a forest planet bathed in red light, Kylo leads the First Order in a slaughter to find a mysterious MacGuffin he believes shares a link to the power behind Snoke. He is apparently seeking out someone called the Oracle, a spider-like alien who is in possession of a device once owned by Darth Vader. The Oracle teases Kylo, mentioning his affinity or connection to Rey. The device is a wayfinder, which contains navigational coordinates to chart into the unknown regions. It is described as a red triangle, possibly a Sith holocron. Using these coordinates, Kylo arrives above a planet in the unknown regions. According to Making Star Wars, this area of the galaxy is hellish and not entirely stable, with gravity wells, solar storms, and all manner of other problems making uncharted exploration or escape impossible. Uh, landing out, uh, Kylo lands outside a giant gas cube that's floating above the ground. Reaching the center, an elevator brings him below the planet's surface, and I'm going to stop right there. Um... So let me say what I feel about this. Here is MacGuffin number one. 
and because I do have, you know, just in, in reading these spoilers and stuff, I do have some issues with them. And this, the MacGuffins end up playing a part in it. So he's trying to find this thing, and uh, the, the First Order people think it's a waste, which makes sense. A waste of time, energy, effort, and resources. The scene in the trailer, or the teaser, where he picks up that guy and slams him on the ground is going to be when he's trying to find it. Yep. And then he comes upon the the baby pig-headed spider monster and uh, gets the Wayfinder. So, the Wayfinder... Uh, yeah, somebody go ahead. I mean, good, man. No, no, I, I was going to say, the, the description of the monster sounds kind of stupid. Yeah. But, like, I have faith that they're going to pull it off. Um, the... The way, and even some of the merch right now that's being peddled out of Galaxy's Edge, like it wouldn't surprise me if this thing's shaped like a Sith holocron. Right, I hope so. And it kind of, and it ties it kind of back into uh, some of the current marketing that's happening with Star Wars in general. So, and I mean, we've kind of got this chase kind of a thing anyway, right? Like we had it in Episode Eight, like um, looking for the like Luke's coordinates, etc. So, I mean, or uh, in Seven into Eight, right? So. I think if it's a, I don't want to say a grail quest, but I, I mean, if it's a actionable lever to kind of propel this story forward, like to me, it makes sense. And again, if it's a, if it, if it has something tied to Vader, like mm-hmm. it makes sense that Kylo wants it, just like he's got the helmet, he wants the lightsaber, basically anything he can get his hands on Correct. that used to belong to Vader. So, I mean, it makes sense. And, and at the same time, no, we, we know that uh, Hux isn't exactly a fan of Kylo, or even it seems like the Force in general. So, to me, it makes sense that like he's wanting to go one direction and Kylo's wanting to go another. Sure, sure. Um, I think it's great. I, I think the idea of it being a holocron as well is interesting. I like the idea of seeing one of those on screen. Uh, and another thing, I know you mentioned the, the pig-headed monster, the uh, the Oracle. <laughs> I remember about three or four months ago, and I was going to send the picture to you, Bobby, when I sent you this, but making Star Wars got a description of that character, and this was about four months ago, and they described it, and they drew a picture based on that description. And a couple of days ago, some Force Friday t-shirts had a picture of that exact, like it matched the description perfectly. Oh, really? All this, for anyone who's listening, yeah, yeah, it was exact. Like, it was clearly, like, who anyone out here who's saying is this real? Is it not? I don't know if it's all real, but I can personally guarantee you from having done the research <laughs> that that's like, real. I would say a solid eighty percent of it is on point. Like it's it all lines up. Yeah. The uh, so here here's another one of my concerns. Well, I go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I I was gonna say I I even remember hearing the. Uh, the description for Solo. I can't think of the thing's name now. The one that's running the underground, like the giant worm. Uh huh. What's her name? Mother. Oh, Madam Prox. Madam. Madam Prox. Madam Prox. Yeah, and like I, I remember hearing the descriptions for that, and I'm like, that's gonna be dumb. <laughs> but then, like when, like, w- like when you see it, you're like, oh, it works. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's fine. I thought she was awesome. She yeah. reminded me of something from a Henson. Yeah, no, it, it it it's fine, but it does sound silly, and I I think that the the baby. Uh, pig-headed creature monster, spider monster sounds silly, but it might work also. But my concern with this is like, all right, this is all first act. There's a lot that we feel like needs to get wrapped up in this movie, and we're already introducing two new named characters, right? The Oracle and uh, General Pride. Uh, it's and and that's another one of my kind of ongoing issues that I'll explore a bit more as we go through this. But I I I need 
this quest of Kylo's to kind of make sense. Because it does seem like an odd thing to throw into the third act of a story. The whole Wayfinder bit that ends up being a major component kind of of all of this is my view. See, my theory related to the whole Wayfinder thing, right, is I, so, I mean, this is spoilers for what we're going to discuss in a minute, (laughs) but from what I've heard, uh, there's no real information out there on how the Knights of Ren come into the story. They just kind of show up before they go to Pisana, which is, you know, in a few minutes we'll talk about that. The thing about it is, my whole thing is that I reckon during 7 and 8, the Knights of Ren were out looking for these Wayfinder devices. For Kylo, maybe for Snoke, I don't know. But I, that, that, that's my theory on where they could have been, and that could kind of wrap them up, you know, within the rest of the trilogy, if that makes sense. So it's not right. just coming out and over. But that, that's nothing but speculation on my part. I mean, there's no leaks to suggest that. It just seems logical to me. Sure, sure, I'm with that. So, let's continue. Uh, so he's, he's at this planet now following the Wayfinder, right? And he takes this elevator below the planet's surface. Here, an old dying man is being tended to by cloaked aides. He is described as incredibly old and decrepit and possibly dying. Uh, the man introduces himself as Darth Sidious, which Kylo instantly dismisses, knowing his grandfather destroyed Palpatine 30 years ago. Believing this must be some sort of trick, Kylo asks if the man is a clone. Palpatine affirms this is not the case. He survived the events of Episode 6. Apparently the movie will give a more detailed explanation. He has spent the last 30 years gathering an unimaginably large fleet of Star Destroyers armed with Death Star tech, enough to easily sweep, uh, sweep and bring the galaxy under Dominion, a Sith fleet. Himself and Vader each had a Wayfinder device that would allow them to traverse to a hidden point in the unknown regions should the empire have ever fell palpatine tells kylo of the force dyad where the force creates two incredibly strong force users who are stronger together than apart representing the positive and negative of the force the light and the dark brought together he is dying and wants kylo to find ray and bring him to her so they can rule his revived empire and become stronger than he ever was General Hux and General Pride are tasked with raising an army to operate this fleet, leading to the creation of the Sith Troopers, apparently just First Order soldiers now bearing the Sith legacy. He also tasks the First Order with rounding up children to raise as the next generation of soldiers. And let's stop there. Uh, uh, Let me say, the, the Force Dyad, right? So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But... Uh, and I'll tell you why I don't hate it. I don't hate it because it it reminds me of the Clone Wars episode where I feel like they might be able to tie some sort of connection to that where there was that father and then the son and the daughter that were making up the balance of the Force. Yeah, that's a great episode. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but once again, it's like a, it's, a, it's a whole new piece of lore now that needs explanation and then now there's news of a second wayfinder but at least they're explaining that the wayfinder was for a specific purpose should the empire ever fell vader and the emperor could get away well and to me like that kind of makes sense right like you think of nazis in world war ii like it's following we all jump on submarine submarines and we end up in where's argentina or whatever right like to me, it makes sense, and especially if they're able to communicate to one another, because who knows? Like, chances are they're not going to be together when shit goes awry. So, to me, that 
portion of it may make sense as well. And uh, I mean, in, to me, I guess I'm I'm looking at like if you're talking about two pieces of the force. To me, like in, I think we've been looking at balancing the force as a whole, where maybe it's more of like a scale, right? So you have to have the dark and the light, not somebody to extinguish the dark. Right. Does it make sense? So that's very thematic of this trilogy as well. I mean, that was brought up in eight. The light and the dark, you know, balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, but but it has to be. But like, okay, so here's the thing about it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'll save that point to the end. But like, I want to get into like if the if Vader didn't destroy the Sith, what does that mean for Vader? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking that a lot too. I don't know. I don't know what that means for the, the chosen one. I mean, it has to be brought up in this movie. I'm assuming would, there's nothing about it in the leaks. But right. Leaks don't cover everything. Right. Yeah, that. I feel that has to. Be I feel if that's not addressed, that will be a major flaw of the movie. Like for me, for anyone who views these one through nine, you know what I mean. Not right. the casual movie where that's a big for me. It has to be brought up. Right. Um, I love the idea of the. Yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just lore, and maybe it's you know, it's kind of goes back to the Yoda Luke conversations of like, look, we thought this is what it was, but it's not. So maybe there never was a chosen one. Yeah, maybe. But then what yeah. does that mean for Vader? You know, like, how does that play into, you know, why does he matter? You know what I mean? Like, why the virgin birth? Why the, you know what I'm saying? Like the effect had on the galaxy and all that stuff. And I, I don't think it was. I mean, look, I, I wonder, will this be brought up in the movie? I, I still don't think it was a truly virgin birth. No, they I, said I in the comics. They said in the comics that Plagueis yeah, or uh, Palpatine made him or whatever. Uh, well, it was it was it was ambiguous. I read that comic, but it heavily implied that Palpatine was responsible in some way for Anakin being created. Right. I, I it it is ambiguous. It could go either way. Right. You know. Yeah, I um, and and I'll tell you what else I'm not crazy about, and I think that they fixed this uh, because, but as initial reports were coming out, and this was coming out, I was like. Palpatine is not the guy to want to pass, like, hand down the reins. No. You know, he's just not that dude. That, that makes sense in the story. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree. And we'll get there. Um, or, yeah, I was, was going to say it's just one more manipulation. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's dangling, he's dangling the carrot in front, front of Kylo Stop to really... Nail on it. the head, my friend. Yep, yeah. to bring him what he really wants. You know what I mean? So, like... I could see it just being another farce for, yeah. for for what he really wants, and like I and I kind of like the idea of the Death Star fleet. Like, hey, have you seen the image where somebody froze? Like, I'm sure you guys are both familiar. Like, where you see the the fleet of the of the Star Destroyers, and like there's the big lightning cloud behind them. Yes. Have you seen the Have you seen the photo where somebody paused it and enhanced it and like lightened it? Mm-mm. And so it's you, got the red stripes and the the cannons underneath. Yeah, so the ships have red stripes, and there is like a giant cannon where, like, if you think in like Episode Four, like where the uh, the docking bay is on the bottom of it, there's these giant cannons on it. Right, right. So right. it actually it it actually looks pretty cool. And I and I mean like the Sith troopers in general look. I mean I know they're just red, like right. more enhanced, but they still look cool. armor, whatever. But <laughs> they look awesome. And I like, like I have the hot toy, and like I love the thing. Like it looks amazing. I'm a sucker for that so, shit, man. Like I'm just yeah. like like I, I've I, like I've never met a trooper I didn't like. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, yep, that works. And every I don't know that uh, that uh, teacup one. He's a little suspect. Which Rest one? Of them are all right. 
Which one was the Tico? That hot toy that came out. It was one of the anniversary oh, ones where it had oh, like. The, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, in the I mean, in the movies, like, not not not. not yeah, no, no. Yeah, I yeah. was I was talking more grand, the grandma's China print. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm, I'm a little troopered out to be honest with you. Like we've got so many. And look, I'm a huge trooper guy. Like I grew up on the Clone Wars. The clones collectively are some of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. But. We've had so oh, many yeah, don't get me versions wrong. of Troopers these last like four years. No, it's crazy. I agree. And don't get me and wrong. Troopers are cool. I got all the stuff from Force Friday today. I literally got it all. I, I didn't get like variants. I, I got everything. I got the whole vintage collection wave, the whole Black Series wave, and the GameStop exclusive. Like I made a full sweep. Oh, get hopping on them reviews. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hopping on them. I, I should have one up uh, starting Sunday and then running the gamut. But like doing like doing that right i picked up uh let's see one two three four troopers today i think you know like so i get you it is it is getting excessive and i think i would have like i'm not i don't know how excited i am about the stuff that i picked up today like i'm excited about the volume but not necessarily the the characters themselves because like i got another ray i got another kylo i got a whole bunch of more troopers it does. New rail it really does. Good. It does. It does look great. It Kylo does. looks trash. I think. I'm really disappointed with that Kylo. Well, so in box, his head is slumped over. He looks a little bit better with his head up. Yeah, I, I'm just. I just. I wish it had an unmasked Adam Driver head. Oh, I think for that's sure. So late. For sure. Like for sure. I think if that was in the package, it would push it for me from. No, nah, I'm passing. Two. Oh yeah, I want that. You know what I mean? It's yeah, definitely. Especially definitely. how many Kylos have we got in the last few years? Yeah. Do something to change. You know, no, I, I I hear you there. I, I'm not making excuses for that. Trust me, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. And and I mean, I'm gonna get the fucking SH Figuarts one too. So, you know, <laughs> just because I don't have any sense. Really, you know? Um, but let's 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 stay focused here for a bit though. Like I think that um, I I I don't mind this, but so at least we're getting. Palpatine at least we're getting in the first act you know so like he's going to be solidified in the movie it's not going to be some shit they throw in at the end of it and I do like that um, yeah oh I, I so alright so let's continue um, alright uh, so back at the resistance base Poe and Finn return aboard the Falcon with secondhand information from a secret mole within the First Order, who has informed them about the Wayfinder device, but was killed before he could reveal more. Informing Leia, she sends Rey, Finn, Poe, and Chewbacca, BB-8, and C-3PO to the desert planet of Pasana to meet with a contact of hers who was apparently seeking a link to the unknown regions a long time ago and may be willing to help. Arriving on Pasana, the gang arrives in the midst of a massive festival, uh, the Burning Man, and attempts to lay low <laughs> until their contact arrives. Chewbacca really struggles to blend in. Rey encounters an alien who takes a liking to her and presents her with a necklace. Asking Rey her name and her family name, Rey responds that she doesn't have a family name. Needing to find Rey, Kylo... Re uh, so do we have anything that we need to say there? It just sounds like like uh, the the I think the 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 link is Lando, right? The person that's going to be on Pasana to help yeah. is Lando, and it's standard. Yeah, and th that's a little that's a little convenient, but whatever. It's it's Star Wars. The the universe is convenient. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's anything necessarily worth talking about there. So I think the festival it could be fun. I thought it looked great. Yeah, at the trailer. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I agree. It could be fun. 
and well, and also I the, think with the with the weird smoke bomb firework things going off in there. Yes, uh, yes. I thought that looked dope. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm not mad. It it, uh, it reminds me of one of those like you dress in white and you run the five k, and then at the finish line everybody throws paint at each other, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but what was the other thing that? Uh, oh shit. Uh, all right, I gotta take care of this. Um, the uh, what was I gonna say? If anything, I, I like that Chewbacca has a hard time fitting in. Like, I, I like that a lot. Like that he's like you know like because he's a big you know dog man and <laughs> eight foot tall, a big, <laughs> yeah. yeah, eight foot tall uh, Sasquatch walking around. Yeah, yeah. So I, I dig that. Uh, and otherwise, it just sounds like a uh, frustrated on a desert planet, though. To be honest with you, right, right. Um, like, I mean, look, it doesn't sound like it's a huge part of the movie. It, it just ha- sounds like it's a desert planet, and I, I get the, you know, I get the argument, not the argument, but like I've heard JJ was talk about it and about those kind of four or five elements of Star Wars and what he intrinsically believes makes up parts of the universe. And I get all that, but at the same time, it's another desert planet yeah. that looks like Jakku or Tatooine, but isn't either. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no. It I... doesn't frustrate me that much. I'm kind of used to it at this stage, but I'd prefer it be something else, to be honest. No, I, I hear you. Interrupted. So you don't all think I'm rude as hell, anyone listening. I, I'm pretty sure I hear everything about five seconds after they say it. So <laughs> I'm not an ass. You don't have to comment about it. No worries, no worries. But yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. Um... All right, so let me continue here. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, discovers an alien, so we don't know who that alien is. Um, so, fuck, I'm sorry. Asking Ray her name. Oh, I, I do like the family name thing, too. I wanted to talk about that. Uh, that like, So she's going to have this moment where, once again, she says, I don't have a name. I think, you know, like that's a good setup again. All right, so it says... Uh, Check. Yeah. Yeah, asking Ray. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, needing to find Ray, Kylo reopens the force link between himself and Ray, where he manages to grab her necklace and uses it to discover her location, warning the gang that the First Order is on its way. They attempt to find the contact, only for the contact to find them. Recognizing a hopelessly out of place Chewbacca, the contact is none other than Lando Calrissian. Lando informs our heroes of a dagger that may help them find what they seek. Many years prior, he went on a quest with Luke Skywalker to find this dagger, which was owned by a Sith loyalist named Ochi. Tracking him to Pasana, they found his ship abandoned, but nothing else, and Lando has remained there ever since. Asking why he never left, Lando reveals that he had a young child at the time of the quest who was kidnapped by the First Order while on Pasana. Lando has remained there ever since, hoping to see his child again. This strikes a chord with Finn, who was taken from his own family by the First Order. Lando points our heroes in the direction of the last known coordinates of Ochi's ship, but decides to sit the adventure out. Arriving at Ochi's ship, Rey immediately recognizes it. It's the ship that left her on Jakku as a child, briefly seen in The Force Awakens. Before the implications of this fully sink in, the ground below our heroes gives way, and they are sucked into a series of underground tunnels. Uh, here they find the remains of Ochi and the dagger that Luke and Lando sought many years ago. Ray feels a mysterious connection to the dagger, but can't work out why. The dagger is covered with mysterious Sith symbols, which 3PO is unable to translate. Poe comes up with a plan to hack 3PO's programming and allow him to translate it, knowing of an old contact who may be able to help them out. 
Chewbacca takes the dagger, and our heroes attempt to find a way out of the caves. During their escape, the gang runs into a very aggressive giant sandworm, with a, and, a, and a fight ensues. Noticing the creature is injured, Rey reveals a new force power she has learned from the Jedi text, possibly. She manages to heal the creature, allowing our heroes to escape. Upon leaving the caves, they see a Star Destroyer floating overhead. Kylo has found them. So let's stop there. What do we think? I feel like the dagger and falling into the caves is awfully convenient. Yeah, I would say so. In, unless it's like the force willing it. That's the only thing I can kind of. Like. That's what I was thinking as well. It's it's very convenient. Well, like, again, we haven't seen, you know, it could be either way, you know, how they're presented on screen. That's kind of how what it comes down to for me. That and I, I really hope Finn is not Lando's son. That would be terrible. He isn't. Spoilers. He's not. Don't worry. All right, good, because, you know, there's got to be more than one African-American guy uh, in the galaxy. In the galaxy, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I like this. I think it sounds I think it sounds good so far. I like the whole bit with Lando, how he never left Pasana in case he ever saw his child again. And I mean, I think that sounds like a nice way of bringing a little bit of depth to a character who, and look, I love Lando, but let's be honest, he is, he is kind of one note. Right, a little. Bit, you know yeah, no, I, mean? I agree. I mean, he had a little bit of the Empire Strikes Back with the back and forth, and and again, it ties into Finn's whole thing. And I, I definitely agree about the dagger being convenient, but for me, you know, it all depends how it's on screen. If they just magically fall down a hole, it's a bit stupid. If it's all the forces will just find this now, kind of shit, you know, I'd be, I'd be, I think I'd be okay with that. Right. Um, I I think that like uh. Like, here's another character. Like, now we have to learn about this Ochi character. You know, like, it's, I'm just, I'm just kind of setting up my kind of, like, post-spoiler discussion, if we have time, um, <laughs> of, like, here's, here's yet another character in, you know what I mean, in the first or early second act that we have to introduce and kind of explain. And I'm not sure how much, and then deal with this sandworm uh, that I'm not sure how much of a valuable use of time it is. You know, it's, it's kind of my I concern. Agree on the, I agree on the sandworm, but with regards to Ochi, and, and you know, I, I, you've, you've got a point about introducing a lot of stuff, and there's a lot introduced in this first act for sure, but, I mean, for me, I mean, he's, he, his role is very incidental. He's kind of there to set up various things, if that makes sense. Right. So I don't know how important it is that the audience necessarily latch on and that you, you know, you learn this, this, and this. You know, I, I get, look, it all depends how it's handled as a film. Right. I, I think it sounds, you know, I, I'm okay with, I'm okay with it so far. The sandworm thing I agree with. I, I think that sounds like a bit much. It, it reminds me a bit of the Rathtars. You know what I mean? Yes, a little yes, bit definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I. Go ahead. I, no, I was going to say, I get, I get you on the Rathtars, but at the same time, like, creatures and monster fights, it's kind of, it's part of Star Wars. Like, we've had it throughout the entire saga, so I mean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think that they're necessarily wrong. I just feel like with all that we have to do in this movie, do we need a... I mean, the the only purpose of this thing is to show that she can heal, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That, and I mean... Maybe that could change in the reshoots, though. That's true. You never know. Maybe that stands out to them. Because they're still filming. Apparently, they're still yeah. going. Yeah. Well, the other thing would be is, like, how long is this sequence going to take? Like, if we're in and out and, like, five or ten minutes okay but if this thing drags out like the casino scene like 
it could not play out well. Just saying, they'll say you're beating the you're beating the dead, the bloodied corpse at this stage, my friend. Again, <laughs> well, no, like, well, here's the thing, like, oh, I like, yeah, I don't blame you. Man. I mean, I don't want to defend it. Like, honestly, like I've talked about it before. Like, I actually, I like the casino scene itself because I kind of feel like the original trilogy is kind of all about religion and uh, mythos, kind of a thing. The second one is a lot of or the the prequels are a lot about political and government, and I feel like this one, I think they kind of introduced it a little bit in seven. They're really hitting it home in eight. Is like how much bigger the galaxy really is, and like we like we've been caught up in this little civil war, but it may not be a big as big of a deal as we think it is. And like, there's people that are playing both sides, making money, and I think it's kind of a social commentary on what oh, we for really sure. have going going on in the world today where you know we give money or we give money and guns to uh, the rebels and they and they fight for us and then they end up becoming al-qaeda and then there are enemies things and like i don't want to start getting into it but right. yeah no 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 i think that's, like i think that's I, definitely I, 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 I think it's star wars man oh uh, well i know <laughs> yeah but i mean i feel i feel like george lucas is i don't know i i think he's heavily political all very, movies, very much so, like yeah. in his filmmaking. So I, I think this is just kind of continuing on down I agree. that same road. But. I agree. Completely agree. Um, so, and then now we have this dagger, right? So this is another MacGuffin. Like, that's three MacGuffins so far. Three MacGuffins and three or four new characters. So. I, I, yeah, I, I agree it's a lot. I agree it's a lot. Okay, so let me, let me continue. Well, is it, oh, go ahead. Isn't it, no, I was going to say, like, we hear of this guy, but isn't he dead? He is. Like they find his remains. He, he is. He is. And and he's yeah, not so. But so. He's, they're still going to explain him. I feel like you know. What I mean? and, and it may just be like in a sentence or two. But he's going to be pivotal to Ray in some way. So we got to have a. Well, we. I hope to get a little bit of explanation. Mm-hmm. Um. So let me try to figure out. Uh, where are we going? So the scene of all right. So. Uh, Kylo has found them, believing he must have already located the Falcon. The crew aboard Ochi's ship and attempt to get it working. On the ship, they discover a droid, Dio. Ray senses Kylo nearby and goes to buy time for her friends. The scene of Ray jumping over Kylo's ship plays out and a duel begins. <clears throat> the Knights of Ren, who accompanied Kylo, head for Ochi's ship. Chewbacca attempts to delay the First Order and allows our heroes more time to escape, but is captured by the First Order, who take the dagger and place him aboard the transport. As the transport takes off, Rey uses the Force to attempt to pull it back to the ground, while Kylo uses the Force to attempt to push it away. Kylo gains the upper hand, and Rey grows enraged, shooting Force lightning from her hand, accidentally destroying the ship, killing Chewbacca. With Ochi's ship now working, Poe and Finn pick up a devastated Rey and leave Pasana, heading to Poe's contact. Poe leads the team to a remote wintry planet of Kijimi with C-3PO having the dagger's inscription saved to his memory. Let's stop there for a second. So, real quick, spoilers for the spoilers, Chewbacca's not dead. But, this is... So, so I, have three, I have three kind of plot concerns about this objectively. Uh, and then I have lore concerns, which are different. But, like, my plot concerns are the amount of... MacGuffins, the amount of new characters, and the amount of fake-out deaths. And this is the first one. That's all Isn't I have. Isn't this the only? No, no, because like, no, and I'll show them as we go through, but like, I think 3PO has a kind of a fake-out death, and um, and Kylo might have a fake-out yeah. death. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I like the sounds of most of this. I mean, look. So again, so, so me too. Me too. So, yeah. so so hang on. So this this droid Dio, that's the one that we've seen, the one little wheel droid, right, that's hanging out with yeah. BB-8. That's the one they hoped the marketing would take off on, but it kind of hasn't. Yeah. No <laughs> shit, man. With you. I mean, I think he looks cool, but he's... That's that is a thing I kind of have a complaint with is that from having you know put all of this together, he doesn't play any real role. He doesn't really need to be in the film. Correct. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, why? Well, you know? well we know we he's know BB-8's why. buddy. Yep, he's, t- he's just like C three PO and R and R two. He's the T shirt. Ah uh, man, you get them wind up deals and them remote control deals. Yep. And yep. I saw that. I was gonna say I saw the ro- the remote control thing today for like 150 bucks, and I, I was actually, it actually looks pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think it's a cool looking droid. But I was listening to making Star Wars talk about it, and they they were talking about at celebration when they brought him out on stage, and like there was no response. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> when they brought BB-8 out, out on stage, you know, at SDCC, people went fucking nuts. You know, and like. Uh, but oh, now, I remember that. Yeah, but now they're like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, we we want we want to yeah. know what happens to the characters you've already made us care about, you know? Which is kind one of little, one of my complaints. It, the the have you guys seen seen that meme where R two's talking to uh, the Death Star? No, it's it, no. It, it, it's like a comic, and the, like the and he's and R two's like, come on, baby, come on, like what can it hurt? The Death Star's like, okay, as long as n- n- nobody knows. And it's it's have, that, and then like the next scene, like the next box is BB-8. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but like, I remember he, that. That yeah. hit the rounds fifteen, man. I remember. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do, I do like the idea of Ray kind of harnessing this like instinctively like force lightning thing, and then thinking. Yeah, I, and cool. I and I like I her. Cool. And I like her being devastated that she thinks she killed Chewbacca. Like I love that. Yeah. And that plays into the the rest of the movie in a very big way in this power and 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 it all kind of you know the whole thing that a lot a complaint people have with this trilogy and again I I can make you know counters to it but is that they don't feel very connected and I see where they're coming from yeah I do but too for me this whole force diad slash raise power slash ultimately what is revealed about her later on it ties it back to the previous two films. In a very concrete way, I agree. it doesn't feel onto me. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. Look, that's a subjective thing. That's entirely subjective. I've thought about this too much. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, no. But I agree with you. I agree with you there. Yeah, but like to your point, Bobby, I like the fact that it's it's almost like instinct, like it's natural reaction. You right. know what I mean? And it's like her coming of age kind of a thing. So I like the idea of cons- of continuing to see her getting stronger and stronger throughout like each film. Yeah. And uh and 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 the whole thing about like the Chewbacca death, like to me, I think that's like if she feels like she caused his death, that's one more nudge for her to go go to the dark side. Right. All right, let's continue. Yeah. Poe's contact is Zori Bliss, a bounty hunter and old love interest from before his days with the resistance. She leads our heroes to a small alien named Babu Frick. Frick informs our heroes he can perform the procedure, but doing so will erase three PO's memory. Still reeling from the loss of Chewbacca, our heroes want to find another way. But in an act of bravery, C-3PO uh, insists. 
In what's described as a very emotional scene, 3PO says he would do anything for his friends and the procedure begins. Frick does this procedure with C-3PO's eyes glowing red and the inscription points to the location of Palpatine's own Wayfinder device located on the forest moon of Endor. With the procedure complete, C-3PO is rebooted with a blank memory. However, other sources say his mind may be backed up somehow, and I heard it's in R2. Yeah, I heard that too. Okay. While 3PO is being modified, Kylo, aboard his Star Destroyer, initiates another force link with Rey. Kylo taunts her, revealing that Ochi used the dagger to murder her parents, who attempt to hide her from Ochi and maintaining that they were nobodies. A still-shaken Rey grows angry, lashes out, and attempts to attack Kylo. This leads to a duel between the two through the force, with it lasting long enough for Kylo to learn of their location. He ends the bond. All right, let's stop there. Um, so here's another character, Babu Frick, that we have to introduce and tie in, and um, and then we have another, you know, quote unquote death, which is not like a literal death, but having your mind wiped is pretty much your death because we kind of are only the sum of our memories in many ways. Um, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like these, I mean these kids. <laughs> Again, like these characters, I mean, it, it may be something as simple as, uh, I forget the guy's name, but the guy in the beginning of uh, Episode 7 that Poe's talking to, and then Kylo has, you know, she'll always be a princess to me. I cannot yeah, yeah. remember. I can't, uh, I can't do Lord, I, can't, I think that's exactly Santeca. what it is. Lord Santeca. Yeah, but I, so some of these interactions could be something as small as that, you know what I mean? Or even the, the guy that's you know running the uh, the junker shed, you know, full quarter portions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, like some of the stuff, like very much what it is from what I've read. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure yeah, it I is. See, but like, why not let R two do it? You know, like give R two a fucking job in one of these goddamn movies. I completely agree on the R two. I like the idea of Babu Frick and all that, but R two it is kind of one of the big wasted things of this trilogy. You know, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, and then fighting through the force, that sounds fucking cool to me that I'm, I'm signing yeah. on for. Yeah. So i one of the things I was reading, like it, it alluded to this fighting on the force was the scene that, that we see when they're, and I don't know if it's true or not, but when they're fighting on the planet and it's like the, the water is splashing up on the sides of them, it, it, it looks like they're fighting on remnants of, of the Death, Death Star. Star. So well, I, I don't know what. I don't know movie. if that's the same fight scene, but like I like I'm with you. Like I again, this is more evolution of of the force. So I like the idea of being able to kind of fight in this other. Me too. World uh, other. Um. All right. So let me continue. The Sith fleet of star destroyers arrive overhead, and Kylo arrives on the surface. Zori initially considers turning our heroes over, but helps them escape using some sort of passage device, with uh, which broadcasts a friendly signal to First Order ships, allowing them to pass uninterrupted. With Ochi's ship presumably still troublesome to fly, they decide to use the passage device to sneak aboard a star destroyer and reclaim the Millennium Falcon. Once aboard, the droids hack into the First Order network, find the Falcon's location, but discover that Chewbacca is in fact alive and being held prisoner. He was on a different transport ship than the one that than the one that Ray destroyed. Our heroes hatch a plan to save Chewie, reclaim the Falcon, but Ray splinters off, feeling a mysterious calling through the Force. The Chewbacca rescue fails, and Poe, Finn, three PO, and Dio are captured. Ray. Calling Ray's calling leads her to Kylo's living quarters, where she finds the dagger. 
Back on Kajimi's surface, General Pride and Hux are rounding up children and taking them to the First Order custody per Sidious's orders. Kylo grows frustrated at not being able to find Rey and initiates another Force link. He discovers she is on the Star Destroyer, and a duel breaks out through the Force. Kylo taunts Rey, revealing that while her parents were nobodies, her grandfather wasn't. He was Darth Sidious. He tells Rey and... He- and her, he tells he and he tells Ray that he and her are meant to be with the dark, and that that is all part of Sidious's plan. The duel ends, and Kylo makes his way back to the Star Destroyer. Ray grabs the dagger along with Chewie's belongings and runs. She runs into Threepio, giving him Chewie's gear along with her staff and the Sith dagger, and tells him to run. She plans to stall Kylo to buy them time. Just when it appears all hope is lost, General Hux appears and allows our heroes to escape, directing them to the Falcon. It is here that they realize Hux is the mole within the First Order. Our heroes reunite and escape aboard the Falcon. Uh, Kylo recognizes Hux's true motivations and kills him for treason, making General Pride sole commander of the First Order military. Sidious contacts Pride, wishing to test his loyalty, and orders him to use the fleet's Death Star tech to destroy the surface of Kajimi. Pride carries this out. Our heroes then travel to Endor. There's a lot there. So let's talk about, there's, there's, a, few, there's a few things. So let's talk about her being Sidious's granddaughter. How do we feel about that? I think it's a little convenient. And now it's like, and now I'm not as deep as in the comics and books, but have we ever heard reference to him having kids anywhere else? Not that I know of. Andy? He had concubines and pigeons, which I thought was stupid. I thought it was completely out of character for Palpatine. He, he never struck me as someone who'd ever remotely think of physical pleasure. You know, he's too right. far gone. Right, right, he's, right. He's poor. I don't like the idea of her being his granddaughter necessarily. Her, being linked to him in some way, I totally buy. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it, man. I'm. T- I feel like, and like, just to take it out of universe for a second and channel my inner Adam, I do feel like they didn't have a concrete plan for her. They kept trying to keep it open so they could make a decision as it played out. But by the time it got to decision making time, they had backed themselves into so many corners that they couldn't figure out a fucking way to connect her. Yeah, like really? I well, you don't think it might have been planned. What'd you say? Palpatine link. You don't think the Palpatine link might have been planned from the beginning? I don't think so. You see, I think it could have. You know, I, it, I know it, it, there's it could a have. Of- it could have, but I don't think like, it was. Sh- it was probably on the board. You know what I mean? Like right. she's Han, she's Luke, she's you know who's ever. Right. She's Obi Wan's granddaughter. You know, th- there could have been any number of things, but like. I don't know, man. It almost feels too convenient. Like it, I, and I, and I've wrestled with this and Bobby, I'm like, I know I've talked to you about it too. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'd rather have her be a clone of his of some sort, you know what I mean? And like, that almost makes more sense. Like with the scene in the cave in eight where she's snapping her fingers, right. like thousands of her, you know what I mean? Like That'd be other things. if she was a clone, I'd kind of roll my eyes when I see that. You know, yeah, the whole, so, so I'm, I'm with you, Andy. Correct. I'm with you, Andy. I do agree with Tyler that the, it makes the cave scene make sense. But I do think if they make her a clone of somebody, it, it takes something away from her. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But I'm also <laughs> but I'm also not crazy well, about her being a Palatine. You know, I'm yeah, like, well, and I'm torn. I'm it, Padme right now in episode three. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, 
I think if I had the choice, like if it came down to it, they're like, look, she can't be Luke and Leia. She she can't be Luke. They should be able to recognize their own daughter. You know what I mean? Like, could she have been Obi-Wan's granddaughter? I would have bought that. Could she have been? But like if it comes down to either the granddaughter or a clone, because I don't see Palpatine having a family. We haven't heard anything about it. Like I like the idea of the clone more. Right. And 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 like so we've had clones literally, you know, all the way through through this entire thing. So I think it kind of it leads to that. Like I think Palpatine's always had some sort of cloning going on. It does make sense that he's got a separate cloning operation out where he's currently at now that you know hardly anybody knows about. That makes sense. But at the same time, like we've we've seen these things where even if somebody's a clone, they are still an individual. They can still kind of like even if you look back at the Clone Wars, like if you're looking at Cody, you're looking at Rex, you're looking at Echo, like they are they all have their own individual personalities and they all rise and fall in different ways. So I think that way it still makes sense. Like, you know, she's supposed to be one thing, but because of her behaviors, her actions and her decisions, it's allowing her to be greater than what she was originally designed for. I hear I hear you. Uh, I hear I, I and I, I don't. So let me let me just be clear. I don't hate the idea of her being a clone, but I don't like it. And I don't like her being Palpatine's granddaughter either. I think I like her being a clone slightly less than, than, okay. her, than her being Palpatine's granddaughter. Let me say this, though, too. Let me bring up this point. The um, I don't know how I feel about Kylo worshiping Vader for the first two films and then all of a sudden just co-signing on to the guy that Vader killed. Like when he's like, you know, this is Sidious's plan. We gotta, we gotta trust Sidious's plan. Like, what? Why, why are you? Why? Well, I, here's the thing. He views. I mean, remember, he worships Vader, not Anakin. Well, that's what I think. I mean, he's looking at the helmet. Right. He's clearly modeling himself after Vader, and he clearly. I mean, look. I mean, I know there's the the Force Awakens novel, which goes into you know what he thinks of him turning a little bit more. But I mean, my whole thing is that I always thought uh, Kylo would have, you know. Vader would have told Vader made the wrong decision in saving Luke and in destroying the Emperor. But also, you know, maybe there's an element in this film, if we know he's still conflicted, of Kylo just thinks he's too far gone. There's Like, he knows he could never be Palpatine. Right. So there's nothing he can do. Maybe it's that kind of... I mean, again, it's different when it's bullet points on... Absolutely. And we should say that to right. all the listeners. We're talking about this... Of, like just just taking on face value of what we see here there's going to be a ton more nuance and information in, in all the dialogue and everything and the expressions on the faces of the characters that we can't see here we're just talking about what we see yeah. well and like i still like the idea of he like although it is vader it is still anakin so like and this goes back to the the whole the sith the jedi we got to burn it all down which i love maybe this is it yeah, so do I. And I think it's one of these things where he's like, okay, I'm going to finish what Anakin couldn't. So he is going to get close to to the Emperor until that point where I think he's wise enough to know that the Emperor's not putting all of his cards on, on the table. Right. So he's going to kind of play along with it until he's got that opportunity, similar to Snoke, where he's like, okay. He, he wants Ray to be with him. He clearly has, he, well, like, you know, it's, it's obvious from watching the other movies. He knows he yeah. couldn't possibly do Palpatine without her. Yeah, well, and 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 again, I think it's it's his his vision for what he wants is aligning with what Palpatine wants to a point, and I think he's going to play along until that point. Maybe one more thing though before I forget to say to you because I know Tyler, you asked me 
a minute ago, or you asked a minute ago, is there anything about Palpatine, you know, ever having had a family or been in love or anything like that? There is. And it was co-signed by George Lucas. This just occurred to me. I forgot about this. So do you guys remember the Star Wars live action TV show that was supposed to happen during Under, the Underworld. 2000s? Underworld, right? Underworld. Yes, that, mm-hmm. that's one. And it never happened. And all the, the whole thing was written. Correct. And 50 episodes. In a vault. Yep. 50, I think it was more. They had a, like they had the whole show was written. Right. But 2016. Now, look, we don't know entirely how real this is, but some information came to light that it would have featured some information on the emperor. Um, I have a quote here. If you want me to read it. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So this came from um, one of the writers, I think, who worked on it. And I mean, I don't know how, as an individual, what he's like. You know, I don't know how, I don't know how true this is, but I, I don't think he'd have a reason to lie. And he said, when I was working at Lucas, I was allowed to go up to the ranch and read the scripts for the cancelled live-action TV show. It was the most mind-blowing thing I've ever had. I cared about the Emperor. They made the Emperor a sympathetic figure who was wronged by this fucking heartless woman. She's this hardcore gangster, and she totally destroyed him as a person. I almost cried while reading this. This is the Emperor, the lightning out of the fingers Emperor. That's something magical. The writers who worked on that, guys from The Shield and 24, these were excellent writers. Mm. That's all. And what I'm thinking is, if if Lucas co-signed the idea, and I'm not going to say it, I I know, obviously they're not going to incorporate Underworld into this movie, but if Lucas co-signed on the idea of the emperor once having been in love and then having gone down a dark path. What if, what if he was married? What if he had a wife before he was Darth Sidious and he presumed her dead or destroyed or whatever. And unbeknownst to him, his lineage carried on. He had a kid he didn't know about. And this is how Ray exists. I could believe that a lot more than him just having had a wife at some point. You right. know what I mean? As Paul, and for I'm him not, having had a, I'm not crazy about him. Like even being committed do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm, if I, if I, in my head, the emperor, if in my head, I'm, I agree with you, Andy, that I don't imagine him taking physical pleasure into account at all. But, yeah, I agree. But if he does, I just want him slinging dick everywhere. Like, I just, you know, I, you know, I, I, like, I just want him, like, like, like he's the emperor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he he's the he's the the head guy. Like he would get anything he wanted. Like you know, which you sign. You know, like I I want all of it. You know, like I, I But here's here's the thing with with that whole um with him having the the granddaughter and all that. Oh god, I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, sorry. Well, Carry on what well, you were going to say. Well, yeah, well, while, me, well, while you're thinking, let me throw a couple. me the next handmaiden, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so and make and sure again, you arch your back. I hate when you push it up like that. You keep it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Um, you know how they always well, and, they always look ready till it's time for action. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, and and part of me like and reading through some spoilers, and we heard the rumors that Hayden was on set, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm hoping there's going to be some dialogue between Kylo and Anakin. Oh yeah, I would love. That. Yeah, I would love kind that. of. Kind of like advising him with the Emperor. And then like the other thing is like – so the Salt Lake City Comic Con, mm-hmm. they were both supposed to be there. Correct. And they, Correct. And, the, and then Lucasfilm the shut it, Lucasfilm the shut the it down. The convention got a cease and desist saying yep. you, will not, you will not do this. Correct. Or 
or we're going to sue you. Correct. Right. So, and the, I know people, they paid the extra money for the meet and greet. Like they did all kinds of stuff. So to me, like, why would they do that unless he's not in the movie? Correct. I agree. Let, let me say this. Whatever capacity he's in it in, it's highly guarded because yes, there's nothing on it. Nothing. Let me, yeah. let me say this well, also. I'm super happy that she just gives uh, 3PO chewy shit and says run. That he's not like Rambo, C-3P Rambo, and just gunning down First Order Troopers in a Star Destroyer. Like, that makes me incredibly I'm, happy. I'm super disappointed that that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am. And here's, here's the thing, right, with 3PO. Um, I, I love 3 I prefer 3 to R2. Uh, I know I'm in the minority there. Fun. Yeah, you're, funny you're on your own happened. there. <laughs> I know, but I thought he was funny and sarcastic, and he says what a lot of cynical people think. I always liked 3PO, and I thought the idea of him being modified in some way to whether he, you know, as we know, he loses his memories, or if something happens that, you know, he's he's a new droid, and he's like, I'm not taking this shit anymore, right. and there's a scene, just a scene, just a scene where he goes nuts. <laughs> I thought that sounded funny. I didn't think it sounded Here's the thing. I don't think it sounds funny in an un-Star Wars, like, laughing at it way. Like, I'd be laughing with it. I think that sounds quite funny. So I am disappointed, especially because they seem to be leaning on that trivial with the bowcaster and the red eyes thing a lot Heavy. of marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, like, it's just apparently she just passes it to him and says, you know, leg it. Hurry to fuck up. Well, he like, may get he, he may get a shot off or something, but like I just don't like in my head. What 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 concerns me of that is like him falling over and around himself, accidentally pulling the trigger, and like having a hundred percent marksmanship, like very prequely. Do you know what I mean? Yes, Save, saving the day or uh, a, a trooper's about to like Jar Jar you know, flipping Ray and like Jar Jar flipping that ball. battle droid and the battle droid shooting every single battle droid like perfectly. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Or when he's in it, when he's the battle droid in Attack of the Clones. Yes. When he's got his. I thought I I didn't hate that. I don't hate that a, either. I don't hate that either. It's a nightmare. Um, it's it's ridiculous. It is. It is. It is ridiculous. Right, so so there's a third part of this that we have to talk about, and that is Kylo being the mole. I mean, um, Hux being the mole. I actually like that. I like it too. Yeah. I saw that coming a million miles away. But here's a thought that I had. Uh, and just before I forget what I said, I, I, this, this occurred to me like the middle of the night last night. I couldn't fucking sleep. And I was thinking about this. Could Because we know that Hooks is, you know, he's, he's a bit incompetent. You know, he's not the best at his job. He, he throws tantrums and he's a bit of a sissy. Could it have been that he was some sort of mole the whole time? Maybe. I think that is a stretch. I mean, there's nothing in the script or in the leaks that suggests that. But could that be a thing? You know, in the Last Jedi, why he's so incompetent because he's trying to slow them down. Yeah. So, so mm. that's so that's the thing is that like it fixes it fixes the Last Jedi element of it, but it's hard to buy with Force Awakens. You know, like you got to be. He had to let all those systems be destroyed as a mole. You know, it seems like you would ha- like you couldn't. Yeah, that's. It's like the undercover cop that has to shoot somebody. You know what I mean? Like you have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, I th- I think that's a little tough. Like I I I see what you're saying about fi- fixing eight. I think that I think this is more of uh, his response to Kylo. Like after being choked out and slammed up against the wall, and you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow this madman anymore. Like or and and, his, and also I think f- his. 
I agree, and I think also the fact that they dwindled the dwindled the fucking resistance down to one Millennium Falcon worth of people, and then the resistance looks like it has gotten stronger only because they were fucking around with wayfinders instead of kind of finishing the job. Yep. Well, and and kind of going back to Hux's character, I think it's his own vanity and his own ego where he's like, I should have been the one in charge. So yeah. it could be. So it could be he's selling Kylo out because he thinks it's going to end up serving him in the end where he's going to be able to take control if they take Kylo out kind of a thing. Yeah. From having done the research, I'm 99% sure that that is the case, that it's what's happened in the last year or so since Last Jedi, that he's like, I'm, I'm not taking this. It, I, like, that was just a theory of mine. I don't think that's the case at all. Right. right People no, hate General Fox. That's yeah. another point. I like him, especially I, I, in Last Jedi. I didn't like him in Force Awakens at all. I thought he was just run-of-the-mill, cookie-cutter, you know, another Imperial-type officer. I thought he was great in Last Jedi. The only part of him I don't like in Last Jedi is the fucking phone prank thing. It's the one thing that I can't, I just can't digest. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to remember where I left off here. Uh, 3PO is being modified. Kylo aboard his starship. Where was I at? Uh, running off with the sh- that was when Ray passes him the, the bandolier and the bowcaster. Tells him to run and yeah. Uh, okay, they uh, have uh, the conversation with Hux. Hux directs him to uh, the Falcon. Yeah, and then Kylo kills Hux. I'm okay with that. Yep. Um, yep. All right. So according to Making Star Wars Investment Bulletin, Ewoks will be seen in the sequence when they go to Endor briefly as onlookers. I'm a hundred percent okay with that. Are we all good with that? Yep. I think you might have skipped a part there. Which part? I don't mean to be that guy, but it's just because it's just because I because I did the research. And after after Kylo kills Hooks, he makes General Pride, Pride the, the sole commander of the first order. He makes order. him head of the army, and then then Palpatine con- contacts him to test his loyalty and orders him to uh, destroy the surface of Kijimi or whatever the planet's called. Correct. Which he does. Which he does. Yeah. And- yeah, and I, I was going to say, we've kind of seen that in the, yeah, in the, in the imagery the so far, yeah. yeah, with the lasers hitting the planet surface. Um, I don't know how I feel about another super weapon, to be honest with you. Yeah, but at least you it's know? like a fleet. It's not like a single weapon. Like it, yeah, you yeah. Know, it makes a bit more tactical sense. Correct, correct. <laughs> um, well, I, I, hopefully they figured it out by after two Death Stars and... Starkiller base, right? Right. So, according to Making Star Wars Investment Building, Ewoks will be seeing the sequence briefly as onlookers, but here they meet Jana, who has this, who was escaped, who was this, who was kidnapped by the First Order, but escaped as a child and has been living on Endor ever since. Here it is revealed that Jana is Lando's long lost daughter. She provides Rey with yep. transportation to the Death Star while the others work on fixing the Falcon. Rey makes her way through the wreckage to the throne room where she finds a chamber with Palpatine's wayfinder device. Upon touching it, Rey is shown a future vision of herself, robed and wielding a double-bladed lightsaber, having turned to the dark side. Shocked, she is attacked by a newly arriving Kylo, who uses her shock as the chance he needs to destroy the Wayfinder. Now the Resistance have no way to make it to the Unknown Regions, with the only way to get there through Kylo and his Wayfinder. A battle ensues, eventually leading the two to the wreckage above the sea. Back on the Resistance forest base, Leia is dying. She is not wounded or sick, simply her time, much like Yoda, with her role in the story ending. Luke appears to offer a final goodbye and passes one last lesson on to Leia, which we don't know. 
back, or I guess it was the Force Ghost thing. Back on Endor, both Ray and Kylo feel Leia's passing. Ray uses the opportunity to stab a shocked Kylo through the chest. Here, the scourge. Here, the sources diverge somewhat. According to Jedi Paxis, Ray gives into her anger, leaving Kylo for dead. While Bespin Bulletin reports that she says she will never give in to darkness and be like him, healing him through the Force. Both sources corroborate the scenes ends with Ray stealing his ship and leaving without the other heroes, while an injured Kylo is left defeated on the Death Star wreckage, not knowing where Ray is gone. The others, along with Jana, leave for the Resistance base. While lying wounded in the Death Star wreckage, Kylo reportedly sees a vision of his father. Whether this is a Force ghost or an injury-induced hallucination is unknown. He apparently tells Kylo it's never too late to return to the light and make the right choice. He leaves as Ben Solo, leaving the identity as of Kylo behind. Again, Jedi Paxis stressed the specific beats of this uh, sequence are unknown to him, so it may be as simple as it sounds. He also loses his lightsaber. It is either destroyed by Rey or he abandons it along with the moniker of Kylo Ren. All right, so let's stop there. Um, let me tell you what I would have preferred. <laughs> I would have preferred some vision like... Um, of Kylo, like a, a flashback of him as a child and Han saying something to him that just clicked. Like Han gave some piece of advice, some like offhanded, like seat of his pants, simple tricks and nonsense type of advice. And Kylo happened to remember it. And then that inspired him to change instead of some sort of vision or hallucination of like a modern solo saying like, come back, come back. That's me. Anybody? I like that. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, mm. like so. I I like the idea of the fight. I like the idea of Ray getting the upper hand. Yes. I even like the idea of her, and I kind of like the idea of her like walking away halfway and then like realizing like I can't, I can't give in to the darkness. Going back, quote, healing him or healing him enough that he won't die right right away. Right. The thing that bothers me is her leaving everybody. Like, that doesn't seem like her. Like, she's like, I'm out, and she leaves her entire crew. Well, I guess... The reason she's supposed to do that is because she gave into darkness again and saw a vision of herself in the future, and up till right there, she believed she killed Chewie. And I think, again, as the next bit of the movie goes, she's starting to believe she's doing more harm than good. I think that seems to be the character's arc in this film. Up to this point, anyway. Right. The um, I thought we found out on the ship that Chewie was still alive. Yes. So, so we as the audience found out. No, I think they, she knows. But as, they is no, I think she knows as well. But it's like, it's still like she just she just had, her. Yeah, yeah, she just went through that emotional thing of thinking she had killed a friend. Because she gave in to the dark side and then saw a vision of herself. And, and by the way, that scene where we see her with the lightsaber and she sees the vision of herself, the possible future, the details are sparse, but apparently Ian McDermott was on set for that scene. So it sounds like she sees herself serving Palpatine. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So that adds up, you know, it gives a little bit more context to why she would get so frightened and, right. and run off. You know what I mean? Um, I think the Jana thing sounds awfully convenient. Yeah, but you know what? Way, you know, but that's so. The thing with Jana and me is that like that feels like Star Wars convenience that's supposed to be convenient. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good with that. 
I'm I'm a hundred percent good with that. I'd even be okay if Finn was related to it too, just because I like the idea of legacy in Star Wars. But um, I, I like it. I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm and I'm I'm super good with them feeling the loss of Leia and it taking Kylo longer to kind of snap back than Ray. And Ray uses that to win. I like that also. Yeah, and that's a very dark sidey thing to do as yes. well, especially if in her anger for this scene yes i agree i kind of like i kind of like no i I was gonna say i like the idea of ray destroying kylo's lightsaber but at the same time like i kind of like the idea of him leaving the lightsaber and the helmet behind yeah Yeah. especially him walking away from the helmet. you can see that as a shot already that's a cinematographer's dream yeah 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 yeah, no kidding yeah the Death Star with waves around, and that could that could that's some poster shit. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Or or even it would probably piss some people off. But if he just looked at the uh, lightsaber and threw it, uh, he doesn't necessarily need to be over the shoulder, but like kind of like tosses it away, kind of a thing too. Yeah. Uh, Ray arrives on Octu to collect her thoughts. She was scared of the anger she felt and fears the path she's going down. Seeing similarities between this and Luke's instinctual reaction to a sleeping Kylo's darkness in The Last Jedi, she destroys her ship, throwing Anakin's lightsaber towards it and apparently swears off the Jedi, believing she may be doing more harm than good. Luke appears to Ray, giving her the courage to resolve and resolve to finish what he started and defeat the Emperor for good. He apparently appears with Leia's lightsaber, giving it to Rey. Again, Jedi Paxis stresses he does not know how Luke came into possession of it. Perhaps it was already on the island. Or perhaps it was when he went to say goodbye to her. You know what I mean? Um, he cur- he uh, Her courage renewed. Rey recovers Anakin's lightsaber and manages to use Luke's Red 5 X-Wing to leave the planet. This is indisputably cool, <laughs> says Andy. <laughs> um, I did I mean, that is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Out of, out, of the, out of the ocean. That's yeah. pretty cool. Either Ray transmits the location of the Sith fleet to the Resistance, having presumably seen its location before its destruction, or Ben sends the coordinates to the Resistance. The final act goes down something like the Resistance fleet arrives and engages the Sith fleet while Ray arrives on Exegol to face Sidious. Palpatine says he was shaken by the strength of the bond between Luke and Vader through the family familial tie. He in hopes to have that with Rey, allowing them to become as strong as the Skywalkers. Her life up to this point has basically been a Sith conspiracy. Ben Solo arrives to face the Emperor alongside Rey. According to Making Star Wars and Bespin Bulletin, Palpatine's plan all along was to get Rey and Kylo together and use the Force to drain them and rejuvenate himself, presumably killing them. When he attempted this, something described as a crazy over-the-top Force lightning thing happens, which destroys the Resistance ship. Somehow, Rey and Kylo managed to stop this, with Palpatine now looking more like his younger self think Revenge of the Sith, and the two engage him together. According to Bespin Bulletin, the Knights of Ren side with Palpatine, engaging in the fight against Rey and Ben. Rey faces Palpatine while Ben battles the Knights of Ren. They believe Palpatine may use lightsaber during the fight. Um, Palpatine may possess either Kylo or a Knight of Ren at some point while all this goes on. That's crazy. Um... The, while all this goes on, the Resistance fleet with Poe and his orange X-Wing and Lando flying the Falcon alongside Chewie attacks the Sith fleet uh, led by General Pride. Zori Bliss may also be on the Resistance side during this battle. They are attempting to destroy the flagship, serving communications between the Sith fleet and making navigation out of the unknown regions impossible. 
Making Star Wars says that Finn and Jana go on a suicide mission with a group of resistance soldiers to destroy the reactor core of General Pride's flagship. They destroy the reactor, and the ship begins to go down and explode. This is apparently a very complex zero-gravity sequence. It looks like their death is certain until the Millennium Falcon swoops in and saves them swooping inside the Star Destroyer and out before it explodes. According to Making Star Wars, Poe Dameron may die during this sequence, but the details of this are unknown. Meanwhile, Sidious is engaged in a fierce battle with Kylo and Rey. He wounds Kylo, who lies dying. The spirit of Luke and Leia appear, helping Rey defeat the Emperor once and for all. The details on exactly how this transpires are unknown. Kylo's faith is somewhat vague. Or fate, I think, is somewhat vague. According to Jedi Paxis, he is healed by Rey, while other sources, such as Making Star Wars, says that he dies. Some sources say he may be possessed by Palpatine and begs Rey to kill him, destroying Sidious for good. The Sith fleet now destroyed. The Resistance jumped from the Unknown Regions, presumably picking up Rey and possibly Ben along the way. The film ends with Rey, possibly Kylo, on Tatooine at the, desert, at the deserted Lars homestead. Jedi Paxis stresses he does not know why she is there, and presumably that will be explained in the film. Rey has taken apart Anakin and Leia's lightsabers, possibly damaged in the fight with Palpatine, and uses them to construct a new one with a goldish blade. A civilian approaches her, saying they haven't seen anybody around this place in a very long time, and asks who Rey is. She replies with Rey Skywalker. She buries the remains of the lightsabers being the homestead. The film ends with Rey and possibly the other heroes looking out to the twin sons, the saga ending much as it began in 77. So, we got 20 minutes to talk about it. What do we think? I think it sounds good. I think it sounds pretty great. The details are vague. The whole third act is the most hard to get the details of. Correct. I think it sounds pretty great. I don't. My like... biggest question mark is the Skywalker thing. Yeah. Honest. So my biggest my biggest problem with it in reading this is that Force Ghost Luke and and Leia help and defeat Palpatine. Um, but I just recently heard that the majority of the reshoots are dealing with not making it that. Oh, so I would love that because like if, oh. if, if it's the force ghosts that win, why do we give a shit about Ray and Kylo anyway? Do you know what I mean? Well, for me, if force ghosts were there, it would legitimize it somehow. Like it's not just her who beats it. You know what I mean? I don't know. It would tie it back. I think it would I think it depends on how it's done like if it's like words of encouragement or like kind of like an overlay of Luke and Leia saying something like throughout the fight like there's one line from each of them like I'm okay with that like right no I'm good with that I'm good with that too what I don't want it to be is like the force ghosts like at the end of uh at the end of Jedi and all of a sudden they're pulling out their their lightsabers yeah and they're fighting him on like i think that's jumping the shark yeah i agree um but uh i kind of heard the same thing that there's when i was reading online that there is some reshoots kind of around the same thing with that and then adding special effects to like the knights of ren's weapons to give it like a lightsaber effect on the edges and stuff Hmm. which i don't know how i feel i don't know how i feel about that either but it's fine but um, I kind of like the idea, and like, and we've heard the Plagueis thing jumping from body to body. Like, I kind of like the one final act of goodness that Kylo does, if he is in fact inside of Kylo, and Kylo's like, "Kill me now," kind of a thing to Ray. I prefer like, that's 
good to me. I think that sounds good. That sounds good to me too. But I heard like before, like the leaks started getting heavy. One of the first leaks I heard was that uh, Palpatine possesses Kylo and Kylo kills himself. And that sounds, that sounds sounds much better to me. Yeah. I like that as well. Yeah. I like that too. I hope or even or or like even if he attempts it right and like Palpatine like somehow foils it off at the last second so he's like injured but he's not like dead right and Ray's got to finish the job yeah I think that could be very emotional as well if Ray has is the one who has to do it knowing that he's turned and you know because Ray and Kylo for me well we know Ray is but you know, they're kind of the, the two main characters of this trilogy. Oh, definitely. Because Kylo is the mirror of Rey in, in so many ways, and this whole Force Diad thing only further, you know, concrete stuff. Yeah. I, um, I, I love the idea... Oops, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I love the whole the way they're leaning into Finn's past as a stormtrooper a little bit in this movie, which I thought was one of the big missteps of the last jedi that they didn't go into that and that himself and jana have this kind of kinship and that they go on this essentially suicide mission like maybe they're just like you know we're just troopers at the end of the day like i love that they're going to lean into that so yeah i like that you know too. what i mean especially for the, the last actor i think that sounds great i like that too i like that too i also i don't i don't quite understand why like it, it, especially if kylo dies and poe dies why she's out there burying a lightsaber it's like of all the things to mourn, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, I understand it's symbolic and all that shit, but it's like, I don't know if that will be the emotional satisfaction that I need, you know, like burying the lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean it's some strong imagery. Like, I can picture it in my head. Yeah, but it's like, man, like I don't know, bury Kylo. You know, if, if Kylo dies, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> man, Kylo's gonna get burned. He's gonna get a Jedi funeral if he dies. Well, right. Yeah, I'm good with I mean, that too. I'm, but I mean, if the ship's exploding, if the ship's going down, what's she gonna bury? Like a charred wing? Here's my other question: <laughs> yeah, the end of one of the guns on the edge, just all charred. <clears throat> is this third? Here's my question to you guys: This is another thing I'm wrestling with, uh, alongside with all of these characters, and the one character that's not really mentioned in in this in this kind of sequel thing is there's a whole. I mean, in this um, leak thing, there's a whole like slug guy that's friends with Chewbacca that they explain too. Yeah, yeah, he's not mentioned at all. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on the poster. We've seen him. And his on name the is artwork, his name right? is like Krug or Kurd or something like that. Something like that. But like he um so, so uh, there's all these new characters. There's all these uh, fake deaths. There's all of these. Uh, uh, another fake death might even be the the suspected suicide mission of Finn and Jana. You know, but th- and then there's all these uh, MacGuffins. Aside from all that, the third act, the final fight, all of that, is it to Return of the Jedi? I, mm, I don't think it is. All right, talk, I, talk about it. Talk about it. I don't think it is because, I mean, look, it's like this. There, there's, there's ways they can go about it, right? If, if it's him sitting on a chair, like you must join me, and your fleet is doomed, and that, that's going to be to Return of the Jedi. But if it's her coming to face Palpatine and it's her finally kind of facing the family she's been looking for this whole trilogy and Kylo comes in and there's a big battle and you know, if it, it all depends on how they pull it off. If they slavishly try and go for bits like Return of the Jedi, like they did it with like the trench run and Force Awakens, 
then it's going to be to return the Jedi. Right. But if they don't, to me, it's it just makes logical sense. I mean, I don't see how else you you would end. I think it could go either way. Well, to to me, Bobby, when you're reading it, it sounds like the end of Jedi in the throne room scene where they fight off. Uh, right. Like I can't whatever guards they are and like uh Oh you talking about the last Jedi with Praetorian guards. Yeah, the Praetorian guards and Snoke, like that's what it sounds like to me. Mm. And like I didn't like that like I like the dialogue. I didn't like the choreography, I didn't like the fight scene, so hopefully that gets better. Really? But I, I love that fight scene, man. I thought that fight was terrific. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people like it though. I don't I don't like it. Like it just feels I don't know, a little too Bruce Lee, like 1970s, like everyone's going to take time, like one-on-one. Like, oh, no, you go, I'll go next, kind of a thing, instead of like everybody bull rushing them at the same time. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, um, I don't have that. Like, yeah, I adore that scene, but go ahead, it's fine. Well, no, like, to me, like, that's what it feels like more than the end of Jedi. And, and like, the other thing that concerns me is this whole, like, draining your life to restore my kind of thing, and, like, that's a little vampirish to me. But I'm, I'm okay with that, too. That sounds very I like dark sidey, Sithy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you, but like I'm trying to like visualize like what does it look like? Right, right, right. And we that's kind of that's and that's kind of what concerns me. Yeah. We know it's apparently crazy over the top and destroys like a star destroyer sized ship, you know, or a big resistance capital ship. But I mean, it, look, it all depends how it looks on screen. I think it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I, I just, I do feel like it's a, like, I, I do feel like just, and I'm talking about the third act specifically, I do feel like it does, I, I, I hear you with the Kylo versus the Praetorian Guard and Rey versus Palpatine. It's almost like what if it went down that way in the, in Snoke's throne room. But there is something very Return of the Jedi to me about it, where the, where the fleet is going to be kind of above them fighting. They're down in the kind of throne room. It looks like the throne room is going to be largely kind of stylized after uh, Ralph McQuarrie's throne room drawings. And, you know, uh, Palpatine is trying to get her to join him, and she doesn't. And, you know, like the only difference is is that it's Palpatine and the knights versus Kylo and um, and, and Rey. And and there's, there's two other things that I want to talk about. One is... We don't really see how the mask being repaired fits in. And also, there's not a whole lot. I'm worried about how the Knights of Ren are used in this thing. Because like I, I have a feeling that I'm going to walk away and being like, look, I could use Lef's Boba Fiku or whatever the fuck his name is. Less Crud and Kurg or whatever his name is, less Dio, less Zori, less Janna, and could have just had more Knights of Ren. Which you see all those kind of side characters and alien characters and, you know, your wacky little droid makers and all that stuff. Like, that is the world of Star Wars. You know what I mean? I feel like that has to be. I hear you. And I don't necessarily disagree, but I do feel like if like everybody's been wanting the Knights of Ren since seven. And if they don't have their moment, it's just going to feel like another fucking Darth Maul or another Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Do you I really will say like, do you really hear that many people talking about Knights of Ren? I think I did, but yeah. now it's, I don't like, and Maybe Bobby, not. I'm just, uh, Bobby, I'm just wondering, is this you and your like, your appetite for squads probably and brotherhood <laughs> probably and is, is, is like are you <laughs> probably. projecting yeah. that into probably this? probably never probably. Even thought of that. 
Probably. Because I, I like a crew, man. I like a fucking crew. And yeah, like and I know I know that about you, but like to me, like if they've been off and like they've been running errands for Kylo or trying to track down this or track down that, or if they've been, you know, in contact with Palpatine doing these like kinds of things, like to me, like, okay, like they're around. We know of them. Like it would be cool if they could tie it back into Luke's school and like if Kylo's known these guys since he was a kid kind of a thing, but I I don't think we're 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 gonna get that. See, that's a lot more I want, I'm man. Sure, are they force sensitive? That's the thing we don't know. Yeah, that's another question. Are they force sensitive? And also, like that whole story of the school, I still don't feel like that's completely laid out for us yet. But we know that's a part of the movie from that. Now it's not in the leaks, but from that, uh, when Entertainment Weekly did like the first, some of the first information we got on it. Period. One of the pictures was Luke standing beside R two, looking at you know the the burning building like we saw in force awakens and last jedi right so i'm assuming it's going to be mentioned somehow right you know? i could see it in some sort of a flashback scene yeah yeah me too mm-hmm. I, I think maybe or perhaps the knights of ren if they are force sensitive or if they were students of luke's which seems the logical choice because i was thinking about why don't they have lightsabers and yada yada maybe they're not fully trained maybe they weren't as advanced as kylo was and so they look to him for leadership Right. Yeah. No, I think I think that that's definitely plausible. But like, you know, let me know. Let me know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Look, I I will say one thing that I know I mentioned this in some of the notes I put at the bottom. And look, I have no idea if this is true. This is just what the leak said. Jedi Paxis um, in his leaks said that Lucasfilm are particularly aware of the hype for the Knights of Ren. And they want it to. To meet that. Now, look, they'll say that about everything. Right, right, right. What heard from his insiders. So, you know, take from it what you will. Yeah, I um, I, I can see some novel or some comic oh, book series yeah. coming out. Well, like comic book series, trying series already. Yeah, that shit's yeah, coming. The comic right. book series is coming. But like, I just feel like uh, I, I don't hate this. I don't hate this. But it doesn't. It, it seems like it's going to be fine. Um. But I do think there's some kind of weird choices made, you know, and it seems to have an awful lot uh, in it that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the kind of the where it started, if that makes sense. Do you think that stuff that was originally going to be in the second part of this trilogy? Because we've heard that Ryan Johnson had free reign and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I, I I think that they're I think that they had a couple overarching ideas, right? Like I think Kylo redeeming himself was in there from the beginning. Um, yeah, that's the thing Adam Driver's been talking about. You know, the way he's been saying that there's a piece of information he's known and had in his head the whole time. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of this stuff, like Wayfinders and Spider Monsters, and I don't think any of that was in the original idea. Oh no! I mean, that's very specific. Well, what I'm, I mean, like, but I mean, like, Wayfind, what Wayfinders? I mean, like, that's the, that's a big plot device of this movie. Yeah, yeah. What about Palpatine? Like, how do we feel? I wanted to ask you this: How do you feel about how he's used, and how do you feel? You know, do you feel it was planned? Because I think it very well might, and I have reasons for that. But I'll let you go first. I think I think Palpatine might have been in the plan from the beginning. Yeah, I agree. What do you think? Uh, 
Tyler. I like Tyler. Sorry, I was about to go Tyrese, man. <laughs> it's too late here. <laughs> it's it's fucking. It's nearly eleven o'clock here. I'm too fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Tyrese is kind of a black eye. Tyrese, uh, cheek. <laughs> uh, like I, I definitely think he was on the board the entire time. I do like the idea of him being around the entire time throughout the entire saga. I mean, at this point, he's really. I mean, if you think about it, even though we didn't see him in seven and eight, like if his actions have been around, I would like to see. And that was going to kind of lead me to the to the next couple of things. Is like, what do you guys want to see from this? But like, I would like to see at some point how he was involved with Snoke and getting the first yeah. order up and running. Yeah, me too. Like. Even, and I don't know if it's a flashback scene or if it, like I don't want him just like explaining it or Kylo explaining it, but like I'd like to somehow see what he was doing from afar to kind of manipulate the situation all the way through. Well, Snoke specifically, I, the, the 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 relationship between Snoke and Palpatine is now super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I think I think Snoke was a puppet. I don't think he was anything more than that. Oh yeah, me, oh, me too, me too. But like, how did he find him? Where did where did he find him? How did Snoke get in the Jedi school? All that shit. Like, I want to know all that shit. Have you guys seen seen the Photoshop where uh, they take the kid's face, one of the younglings at Anakin Slaughter's, uh-uh. and they like, and, and oh. it's, it's one of the transition things where it's like. Is nobody paying attention that Snoke was a youngling that Anakin slaughtered, and it's like it phases Snoke's face to a, the kid's face? No, I, 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 I like I, that though. I, I doubt. I like it was. It's funny, but like I, I don't think they would do that per se. But like that is something I want to see. Like I want to know how Snoke got involved in the in this picture, and I don't think we're ever gonna get it. Like I'll tell you how Snoke got involved. He was the stormtrooper in Episode Four who bumped his head off the door, and he got a big gash. <laughs> And he got pissed off, and he was like, I'm sick of being bossed around. And he went and trained in the dark side, and he had that big gash. That, that's who he was. I've, I've, se- I've seen that that one, too. But like, yeah. And he went out, Some and good- he got addicted to meth, and then the rest. <laughs> yeah, when the Empire fell, he got a bit rough for a few years. <laughs> yeah. that, um, that's how he lost his Got all the crap. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, so while I think this movie sounds good, I think it sounds like a pretty good movie, I don't know how satisfying it sounds to me. And it, it kind of, that's, I feel like that's kind of, it has to be its main objective is to leave a satisfying ending to it all. And I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. That's not to say I, I won't love it when I see it, but I'm just, that, that is one thing that's popping up in my head. Well, I mean, closing out is hard, right? Like we yep. saw that with, with Endgame, like. And Game and of Thrones a- and fucking Sopranos yes. and fucking everything. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if they could ever close this out, you know, quote unquote, right that would satisfy the masses. But like reading this and kind of reading the the spoilers, like I don't think this is going to give people the closure that that they want, and I really hope it does. And some of these people that are like, you know, ugh, I'm done with Star Wars, Star Wars, throwing their hands up in the air, especially after Episode Eight, which. I still don't think people get it, and I like I don't know how to. No, I agree. Art, art, articulate it better than they just don't get it, and right. it's it's not an intelligence thing. It's like I don't think they either they don't want to see the force evolve or they don't want to let go of what they thought. It's, it's the like they have the was, it's like they have the wrong prescription glasses on. You know, it's like kind of you know that, that's how I feel about a, a lot of shit regarding um, 
episode eight is like a lot of people that hate it. It's like they're just it's like somebody gave them they're like here they like check their eyes and they're like here your 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 2010 vision will be fixed but it, they actually had 10 20 vision and nobody gave them the right pair of glasses yeah. i think a lot of that hate is group think i think that's yeah, what a hell I of a lot of it is it's people a lot crowd because i can tell you like i'm i saw this i saw episode eight with i don't know six or seven of my friends and the general reaction Aside from being a bit mixed when we got out, but within a couple of days, everybody was very positive in it. And there were certain friends of mine who, like, there's a guy I know who's super critical, and he loved it. And, but within about four months, all literally every single one of them hated it. <laughs> and they were going on about the same things. Oh, Rose and Snoke and all the, the same shit. And look, I'm not, listen, to anyone listening, if you hate The Last Jedi and you genuinely dislike it, that's fine. But I think there's a lot of people who just kind of hate it because they get sucked into the mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when someone points something out to you, and then you don't see it the same way again. Well, I think it was such a turn, and people weren't ready for it. And I think a lot of people carried in baggage to it, and it didn't meet what they thought their expectations of Episode Eight should have been. So so, they're, so they drew frustration for it. Like I remember walking out of the theater the first time I saw it, and I was like, what was that? Like exactly like, the same. Like, I liked it. I didn't know why I liked it. I didn't know that's, what I saw, and I didn't. That's and very like, similar to my experience. And yeah. like, it took me a long time, and like, it was multiple viewings, and it was thinking through a lot of things, and like, it came to the point like, it was Luke evolving and growing and, and becoming a man and kind of seeing the follies of, of like the people in front of him. You, and it's kind of, it, it's one of those things like when you're growing up and like you think of your parents or other adults in your life and like you think that they can do no wrong and like you put them up on these pedestals and there comes a point where you look at them like a man and you see their faults and you, and they're not the person you thought you wanted them to be like mm. never meet your heroes kind of a thing mm -hmm. right and and that was part of it and i think a lot of them got a dose of that i think they you know they saw people for what they really were and what their shortcomings were and even people as great as you know yoda like as good as they were like the and that's the thing with the force and I, and it's one thing i really like about star wars is like there is an overarching theme to it, but each Jedi kind of has their own interactions and their own experience with the Force, and it's kind of unique to them. And I do think there's some common threads in there, but like, I think we're at this point, it was the last Jedi, right? So now we're only seeing it from one perspective. We're only seeing it from Luke's per perspective. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't know why they would like, he would just quit and walk away from it all and like kind of let it all burn. But like, and it, it was funny because uh, you, you know I I looked at it and and I kind of you know addressed it to to my own life. But like I walked away from a job from a company that I loved that I grew up in, and it was what I knew. And like I didn't understand how much I tied of who I was to that job mm. until until I walked away from it. And then it's like how much of who I thought I was was actually tied up in the job and it's not really who I thought I was. And it's forced me to grow and evolve and become a better person. And it's, it's, it, to me, it's, it's the same thing. Like he had to walk away from it 
to truly like understand what it is and be able to look at it outside of of outside of his own experience like he had to step away from it to 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 get the grand vision of what it was like he can't see the forest through the trees kind of a thing and i don't think a lot of people see that in it i think there's a lot of beauty in that movie that's missed on people right yeah dude I, I, he dies the hero he was in the original trilogy that's the thing that's the main point of the movie i think people miss that he didn't die of failure and and all this stuff like he he became who he was supposed to be see, dude, see, that's, i think he could have done see it I, was the most like badass thing that any jedi has ever done yeah I totally agree i think people miss that 100 percent. and it was he, non th- it was I, let, me, let me get this one point out. I think that he okay. died the hero that he never was. Like, I think we view him as is this. He? Yeah, like, that's that's the thing. That's that's how I see it, is that, like, I don't think he died the hero that he was in Return of the Jedi. I don't think he really was a hero in Return of the Jedi. I think he died the hero he never became. Like, it was always supposed to be him to be the hero, but he just kept fucking up and kept fucking failing and kept fucking crying and bitching and moaning. And then he finally said, you know what? No, I'm standing up. I'm taking it to him. I'm going to win and I'm going to do it in the most Jedi way. Not the way that the Jedi told me to do it. The way that I have discovered on my own that was intended for us. But isn't that him becoming a hero? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I'm just just saying that, like, I don't really see him as the superheroic type in six. I see him as that in eight. Well, okay. So I don't want to say it came easy to him, but, like, he had obviously tremendous success in seven, right? Or, uh, excuse me, in four. Uh And. And one of the things I think with Luke is, like, he fell into his own hype. Like, I think he thought he was always greater than what he really was. And he got humbled in five, right? Right. Came back in six. And uh, and and I think it was one of those things where he started to kind of believe into his own hype. And I think the mythos of Luke Skywalker, like, he could never live up to what it, what people's expectations were of him kind of a thing. Right. And he, and he had – and what? That's very meta in a way as well, you know, it's for the audience. Very much so. And, and to me, like, it's all, it's a very, I don't know if Lucas has got like some Buddhist or leans Buddhist trends, but they're like, to me, like, those, especially those like, yeah, definitely. so to me, like, there, there's a lot of like Buddhist kind of teachings kind of inside of this thing. And even with episode eight, it's, it's the same thing. Like, he hung it up because. Yeah. You know, he thought he failed, and again, it goes back to the humility thing. Like he rises and he falls. He rises and he falls, and and I think it's, I think it's a great lesson for life. Like we all like, you rise to the task that's placed before you, and then once you've kind of overcome that task, you kind of become lax. You get a little comfortable in that space, and next thing you know, there, there's another challenge. And sometimes you're ready for it, and some sometimes sometimes you're not, but. I think him hanging it up and him coming back, like there's some poetic like justice in that too. Like I like, like it's not- hard for me. It, it, it's hard for me to articulate to people. Like, like and it's just it's like they miss it, and I don't know how to explain it to them. And like I remember that night we were sitting in Dust's house, Bobby, and it was you and me trying to explain it to Brink, and I can't remember who <laughs> yeah. else was sitting there. Yeah. 
and it and it, and it's and it's like and I know you felt felt the same way. Like I kind of felt like I was banging my head against the wall because I couldn't get them to kind of see past the limitations that they gave themselves. Yeah, and I think Luke saw that same thing too. And that whole scene with him and Yoda, and it's like, and he's like, "Look, everything you think you know, and everything we thought we know that we pass along to you, it's wrong." Right. That just gave me the chills, you know, and like that when you said like. um you know, he started kind of believing his own hype. Like, that in and of itself is a metaphor for the Jedi El Total, that they believe their Very own hype. Very much so. You know, and, and it was only until he humbled himself, and it was only until he kind of hit rock bottom that he was able to see it clearly. You know, and that shit, man, I, I feel like uh, that movie has done more to grow Star Wars than anything since Empire Strikes Back. I completely agree. I completely agree. But here's here's the thing, and I wanted to ask you this. Like that comes back to the whole thing of legacy and stepping up and what's been handed down. Like, with this final film in mind, what do you feel this trilogy has to say? Do you know what I mean? Compared mm. in the themes of the other true trilogies. So if the originals were about, you know, a boy meeting his destiny and discovering a mythos and a legacy and and overcoming evil, and the prequels are what not to do, how it all goes wrong. You know, it's a tragedy. What, is, what do we think this trilogy has to say now that we know how it ends? I think, is- I think that uh, Tyler actually kind of put me onto this um, from the Variety article. I think they might have said it there. That deal, like, it's almost like um, the younger generation being held responsible for the sins of their fathers. You know, mm-hmm. and like... Everybody in the sequel trilogy is kind of having to deal with the decisions made by the generation prior and having no real instruction manual because everybody from the generation prior that should have been, you know, kind of training the next generation to get into a place to kind of carry on in a, in a productive way, like almost ignored them in a sense of maintaining their own legacy and allowing for that ball to be dropped. And now you have them all dying off or, you know, retiring into obscurity. And then here is this younger generation that had, you know, supposedly everything laid out for them and it went left and they're trying to figure it out. I think it's about, I think it's about paying for the, you know, you know, paying for the sins of your forefathers and simultaneously about, you know, the gift and the curse of legacy. That's why I love Kylo so much, man, because he surmises everything this trilogy thematically in some ways has to say, because essentially his lineage is heroes and villains and generations of fighting and wars like his direct family from his parents to his grandfather have had more of an effect on the galaxy than anyone like that's such a legacy. How would you not be fucked up? Right. You know what I mean? You would not be you would not be a great hero with this legacy. You'd be screwed up from all that shit. It's too Especially much pressure. It's too much pressure. Because Luke never grew up with that. Leia never grew up with that. Yeah. Anakin well, didn't grow up with that. He didn't true. know what he would be. It's true. Kylo well, did. It's well, true. I, I think it's one of those things too, where like he hears about the grandeur of Luke Skywalker, and he hears like he knows who his parents are and how great they are 
to all these other people and these other people's perspectives of who Luke Han, Leia, you know, his grandfather was. Meanwhile, he's sitting there like front row, like he's in that pocket and he's looking around. He's like, these people are not that good. Yeah, these dude, people, these guys have faults. And like, he's really the only one who can see it. It's like when you and, that thinks he's not good enough. That's well, what I, I, I don't Why think he wear the mask and hide himself. I don't mm. try and project. Mm. But it's also it also reminds me of like the like when they interview Quincy Jones' daughter or something, and they talk about like what a god he is, and she's like, "You mean the guy that cheated on my mom and fucking was never around?" Yeah, I know the guy. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> well, see, and dude, that's part of it. And like, I don't want to get like too personal, like into this, but like Bobby, like you identify as like Han, right? Like that's who who you were were growing up. Definitely. Like I lean more Luke because. Mm. To me, like I had a Vader type father, mm. and like, and I, and like, there was like, even now, man, like, there's still some resentment. Even now, like, he's still affecting my life from the other side of the country, mm. and like, and I'm trying to find ways to like to cut that off and not be slaving to those who came before me, right? Even right. though like he's manipulating situations, interfering with TFCon and a few other things, but I, but like, that's another conversation. But like. That's how, like, I see, like, when when we look at this, I I think people gravitated to Ray, but I think if they spend more time, Kylo in Kylo's shoes, looking out, like how he grew up, and if you just think of the expectations, like his mom and dad didn't have time for him. Dad was off doing whatever in the galaxy. Mom is, uh, you know, running the galaxy, kind yeah. of a thing in the rebellion and everything else. So he gets pushed off. So he's almost like a latchkey kid. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, go hang out with your crazy uncle who's who's this jedi master who like you want to be like you idolize but even then like this is the one guy that you felt had your back and then you wake up and this guy's got a lightsaber over you and he's about to kill you too so like so when he says the light the dark you know the jedi the sith we need to burn it all down i think he sees the error and everybody around him and like what if none of these what if none of these people existed what would the galaxy really look like yeah i agree I agree, and I I also like um, I think that we all kind of carry baggage of legacy, you know, um, no matter how big or small. I I know that I carry legacy, you know, in a, in a number of ways in my life in terms of my family, but also like, you know, when I was when I was growing up, and uh, you know, you do stuff that you do when you get into high school and college. Like I drew hard lines in the sand because I was like, there's no way I am even looking in the direction of this. Because I know that I am prone to addictive behavior, so I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to write that word down on paper. You know what I mean? Um, and then at the same time, what you were saying uh, about you know, like th- that that thing of your your you know, this person that you idolize, like it's almost like that. You know, never meet your heroes. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. d- they disappoint you. And this kid, his his mother was saving the world, but failing her son. You know, yeah. and, and what do you do when you're constantly being introduced to people that are like, "Oh, your mother! I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your mother." Do you know how lucky you are? And it's like, I don't even know who the fuck that bitch is. You know, like she's all fucking off all day long. I don't see her, but once a week or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think Kylo is one of the most fascinating Star Wars characters that we've ever seen. I completely agree. And on that subject as well, because I know, you, uh, Bobby, you were saying you're, you identify more with Han. And uh, like for me, when I was a kid, it, it's changed. It was Luke, right? Because I was the I was a very innocent kid. 
I always saw the best in people. I was real. I was real. Look at the sunset and think, what could be in? But as you get older, right? So I'm 21, right? And you you go through life and you realize that people can be, you know, are not always as good as you think they are. Like as I've gotten older, you see Han's point of view a lot more, and and that ties back to Ben as well. This whole of people are not always who you think they are. That's what's great about Star Wars that you can link to characters in such a way that you such a, a spectrum. Yeah, makes sense. I love that about this universe. I you do. Know, too. All the psychology. Do you know what I was really hoping for in this? Is I wanted a re like a. I wanted there to be a scene between Chewie and Kylo. Really? Hmm. Oh, yeah. that's his. Yeah, it's it's his uncle, man. And 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 to me, like where where Han's off, like he probably like Chewie was around even though when he was gone with Han, but like Chewie could have taken him out, and Chewie clipped him, and like Chewie made a choice, and like, I man, I yeah, that's, Chewie tried to kill him as well. Instead no, of, it's it's what I'm saying. He he could have killed him, and he didn't. Like he could have gone for a headshot, but instead he shot him in the in the side. You know what I mean? Like, well, I wanted... I'm assuming he tried to kill him when he did that. You know, that's what I, I always. You think he? I did? don't think he did. I don't think he did. I like if really? if you go watch it again, there's hesitation. Yeah. And like, I think I, I, he could have killed him. Like, Chewie's a sharpshooter, man. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I feel like if he wanted to, if he wanted Kylo dead, Kylo would have been dead. But, Do you feel Kylo reforging the mask and? you know, doing what he's told by Palpatine. Do you feel that undoes what happens in Last Jedi? Because I don't. And I have reasons for that. But I want to hear what you guys think of that. Well, I th- so mm. the whole thing in the mask, I think part of it is Vader. But I think the other part of it is, like, he's trying to hide his lineage from those around him. Like, Leia is a pretty prominent person in the in in the galaxy, right? So she's going to be in the spotlight default. He's going to be in the spotlight growing up as well. And, uh you know, like it or not, like he's one of these celebrity kids that we see on TMZ, right? Like, like it's what he is. So I think he uses the mask to hide it. And I think him putting it back together, I think it's him kind of, again, I think it's that internal struggle where he's ping ponging back and forth between the light and the dark. And I, and I, I think he uses that mask more as a tool. And I, I think it's really to hide his true agenda. So I, I think him putting it back together, it's just one more way of kind of seizing control of the first order. Now, now that Snoke's dead, like this is how people recognize him. This is how 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 they know him. And I mean, I think it is a tool that kind of incites fear in people. And uh, I I just think it's it's one more tool he uses to get closer to uh, the Emperor. I, I have a question. Also, is there enough here with Kylo to make it feel as though he's been redeemed? You know, this, yeah, this, I think this guy killed Han Solo, you know, like he, he, he was, he was part of a plan that blew up multiple planets. Um, is there enough, is there enough redemption here? Well, was there enough redemption with Anakin? Cause I think most people seem to think that he was redeemed. Not that it made up for what he did, but that he... <laughs> Well, yeah, but but, but yeah, but but see, the I, thing is, is that I, he killed. I, he killed. Well, I mean, we thought he killed Palpatine, right? He 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 killed sure. the person behind it all. But like in this, like if if Ray kills Palpatine, you know, Ray tag teaming with a few Force ghosts kill Palpatine. Like, what does Kylo do to redeem himself? 
I think Kylo probably is instrumental in that. You know, like the big yeah. thing I from doing the research in that is that the third act is still the details are still pretty sparse. I still think Kylo, it's Kylo, plays a part, a bigger part in that than we think he. Does. I hope. I think so. he has to. I hope so. I mean, when you said that, Bobby, the first thing that went went through through my mind is that line that Rose says about like. You know, we save the galaxy by what is it? Not not by not by killing not by killing the saves. things we hate, but saving the things we love. Saving the love, and I think and I think that was. I mean, if you think back to Jedi, that was a single act. Like him, yeah. Anakin throwing throwing him over. He saved his son. Like right. he didn't save the world. Right. He saved his son. Saving the world was a second hand, or saving the galaxies. He thought he right. was saving Luke at that point. Right. No, I agree. and I think that Kylo. I I think Kylo's going to be the same thing. I think he's going to save Ray, and. In turn, like defeat Palpatine, and again, I think I think there's going to be some echo there where you know his actions to help to destroy Palpatine. It's kind of selfish in the beginning because he's trying to save Ray. Because I, I I truly feel like I think he's got you know there's some chemistry there. There's some um, like I don't want to call it a love interest, but there's definitely some attraction there. Right. So I you know so I, th- I think that's part of it i think he's going to save ray he's going to redeem it now to your point i think he did kill kylo or uh, kylo killing his dad i think that was twofold one i think it was we had to set him up to be the big bad to kind of redeem him at the end but like the other part of it is is like he may have truly hated his father like if right. he was gone all the time like you could have taken me you couldn't like you didn't have to leave me here with mom and and to leave me with you know, whatever attendee I have, like you abandoned me. Right, right, and like, right. there's probably some anger and some hatred there. See, I don't think he did hate his father. And that's <laughs> the thing, because he says in Last Jedi, Ray asks him, why did you do it? Like, I, I've listened to Ryan Johnson talking about this and all she wants is a family and all Kylo had a family. And she's like, why did you throw it all away? And she asks, why did you hate your father? And he goes, I didn't hate him. You know, destroy the past and the reason he destroys the past is because ultimately he does love his father and as long as his father is around he will never ever truly be able to give himself to the path that he knows he has to which is the dark side i think that's why he killed his father hmm. as to what could kill leia i don't know i think that's more complicated but i like that because it, it adds layers to his character it's we could always debate more, this for 20 years it's, it's always more complicated with your mother um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I got to wrap this up because I got to have dinner with the kids and, and hang have a little hangout time. So, gentlemen, it was a fucking pleasure. Fucking pleasure. Right. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Maybe we can set this up again sometime in the future. I would love to do that. All right. 100% game. I'm on board. Or it, it, It'd be nice to even recap after nine. I'm sure we're all going to be yeah. talked out about it. But yeah. Or maybe even it would be kind of cool. Maybe after every big event. Like we're, we're doing Force Friday. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll do something after the trailer and then something after the movie. Yeah. I'd be down for that. All right. Beautiful. 100%. 100%. Is there anywhere uh, that you boys uh, want to put out for people to follow you or like you or do any of that kind of shit? I'm pretty good. I'm, I keep most of my shit private, so y'all don't talk. <laughs> Fair enough. Y'all can just listen to me here, and that's as far as we're going. And if you're uh, enjoying, if you're enjoying any of the Force Friday videos, know that you owe Andy some thanks because he does a lot for me behind the scenes that I can't ever kind of compensate him for. All my check in the mail. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Get it done. Oh, no. uh, Look, I love that shit. Right. Go ahead, man. No, no. I, I, I was, I was just just gonna say like i definitely i don't want to say a lift in the videos but like uh 
there's definitely been uh, see i don't want to say quality because i don't want to take a shot at you bobby right, so don't right. take this no no, no i'm not but I'm not. but like i've even hit you up on some of them i'd be I'm, and it's been like man dude that was spot on like perfect you know right and uh your contributions are being felt how's that mm. um but yeah, I mean, my my stuff's out there, so you guys can go uh, Monday night on Enter Enter the Realm with the Jackal Squad. Always a great time. Um, uh, you'll find me there def- defending Star Wars feverishly <laughs> against uh, it's some our, of them. It's our lot in life. It's very much. Hey, it's my uh, cross to carry. Yeah. So um, you can find me there, Tyler the Collector on Instagram. If you want to see me scribble with some markers, um, and then. Uh, Posting pictures of uh, hot toys and things I find funny that I come across, um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Uh, thank you guys, and uh, to the, the Patreon folks, uh, you'll get this, and then I'll, I'll add, I'll tack this on to a Nerd Raid show, not this coming week, but maybe the week after. So uh, I'll talk to you boys later. <laughs>